0: This is Tales, Tunes, and Towtons, a podcast about stories and songs from Newfoundland and Labrador. We occasionally eat Towtons, our favorite food group. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jen. And this is episode 42. Welcome back. Hello. Happy New Year. (laughs) After a long (laughs) stint of hibernation. Yes. Maybe we should still be in because it's so cold out. State of hibernation and pickleball
1: oh right pickleball (laughs) just a second i was like sarah what are we gonna talk about in our intro she's like let's just make it happen
0: pickleball i forgot tell the so jen and i play pickleball now we are avid pickleball players and yesterday we were so we were the best we were yes every every game it's not a game what like session what do you say sure yeah (laughs) gets better and better anybody out there want to take us on
1: The first time I went, uh, Sarah was like, yeah, come play pickleball with me and my mom and her friend. I was like, wicked. And then I didn't realize when I got there that it was an hour and a half. I was like, Sarah, like, I have to play a sport for an hour and a half? This is going to be too much. Two non-sporting people. Right? Yeah. But now when the hour and a half is done, I feel like I could stay for another hour and a half. It's totally. A fun...
0: Yeah. So if you
1: haven't tried it yet, we'd highly recommend. Highly, highly. Sarah is a member of the...
0: I didn't make it in time because there's too <laughs> many people. You the <laughs> missed They capped the association. Yes. The Pickleball <laughs> Association. What's it called? Oh, know? I don't know. I'll look it up. Um, you it's can't like, join. No. But. It's like the Provincial Pickleball Association of some title. We will add it in our... <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> we'll tag the pickle <laughs> Pickleball Association. In our notes, in our show notes. Um, but yeah, it's a great great sport for all ages lots of fun and Jen and I are enjoying our time yes yesterday was so fun Mm -hmm. and we were
1: saying well when I got to Sarah's house today we want to play more than just once a week yeah
0: I'm gonna get a net this summer (laughs) for my driveway my kids want to play I feel like I've I'm almost to the point where my athletic husband the next time we do it together play pickleball together I want him to be pleasantly surprised at at how good I am. Yeah. Had
1: he played before? Because how this started was
0: uh, Sarah had a Christmas Boxing Day. Boxing Day. We rented the facility where we play and had a big family get together. And it turned into like a pickleball tournament unofficial tournament and we all played all ages and so was that the only time adam has played or has he played that was his before? only experience oh so he will yeah. be greatly yeah. surprised by your but now like. i find like we we both ha- jen and i both have vacations in the future yeah. i don't know if you've looked into this but have you have you looked into if there are pickleball courts on your resort i haven't you should <laughs> you should have you can you? yes <laughs> are they there no. Oh. Might I still bring my pickleball racket? Is it a racket? Uh, yes? Yes. Yeah. Um because we do know other friends that are going on this trip that I'm going on and they've already said, "Are you bringing your pickleball racket? Are really? you bringing yours?" There's no pickleball net, but we're going to bring them anyway and just see get some chalk if it happens. Yeah. But I am going to Florida later in the spring and I know that there's a pickleball court there and I'm going to introduce it to the family that I'm going with when we go on that trip awesome so maybe we could do like a little live
1: from our next pickleball or take a picture oh totally Show you let's do it we'll do a time lapse invite you to our next tournament no. Okay. <laughs> we're just by? starting to get the rules <laughs> yeah. yeah
0: we need another six months before we could we we might be that annoying group that's just like constantly screaming and laughing down oh in my the god we laugh so much
1: it's so amazing
0: let us know if you play pickleball yeah tag us yeah We got to get some merch. (laughs) (laughs) It's a whole offshoot of podcasting. Yeah.
1: I was saying to Sarah, I took uh, Advil arthritis because I have a bad knee. And I was feeling so good yesterday at Pickleball (laughs) because I had taken Advil arthritis for four days. (laughs) And And I was like played. I thought I played like better than I had been. I was like, Advil arthritis is my new sponsor. (laughs) (laughs) Not sponsored on this podcast, but. There we are.
0: Anyways, I forgot we had that big update. Yeah, that was something big to talk about. So let's just dive into our first story. Well, only story. (laughs) 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 The story for today is the parental abduction of the O'Brien boys. Cue spooky music. Yes. So I will give you my references first. I used the websites CanadaUnsolved.com. UnsolvedCaseFiles.ca, Wikipedia, Reddit.com, as well as the website MissingKids.ca. So, Jen, do you know anything about this story? Um, no, other than you told me you were researching this story mm-hmm. a few weeks ago, but no. Okay, so I sa- I'm i sort of the same. Like, I remember vaguely something about these you know, three boys that went missing, but I didn't remember the details. I also remembered something about maybe the mom was interviewed by Oprah, but I couldn't find anything to confirm by that. By Oprah? Yeah. I don't know where that came from. Um it's likely that our parents would be very familiar with this case because we would have been around the ages of some of these boys. So it must oh. have really hit home for our parents. In the 80s. Yeah. Well, yes, they like were the same age, but this happened in the 90s. Okay. So I will um, just jump in. The story starts on November 9th, 1996. So high school, getting, getting junior high, high school, yeah. going into high school. From my understanding, the mom, Diana, and the dad, Gary, are estranged. And it's Gary's turn for the boys to come for a scheduled visit at his home. Their boys' names are Adam, who was 14 at the time, Trevor, who was 11, and Mitchell, who was almost 5 years old. On this particular day, the youngest boy, Mitchell, wasn't feeling well, so Diane was trying to keep him home, but in the end, all three boys went to their father's house. By 8.30 p.m., Diane received a call from Gary. He told her that her boys were not coming home. He told her that she would soon find out what life would be like without them and that he has rigged his home with explosives that would go off if anyone tried to enter. If you could see my face right now. Jen's cringing. Yep. Yep. So her sister was with her during the time of the call and they called police immediately who quickly confirmed that the house had in fact been wired with two 400 pound propane tanks that would for sure destroy the home and everything in close proximity if it was detonated. So it
1: wasn't just a call of, yeah, a threatening call. It was like, yep. I've actually done this.
0: So that's it. That was the last time Diane, Diana, sorry, Diana saw her boys and there'd be no sign of anything for another year until the engine from Gary's 1998 Ford Tempo was found about 10 kilometers off the coast of Flat Rock. Which Diane believes was put there deliberately, deliberately to throw everyone off, and she believes that they're still alive. Diane was just shy of her fortieth birthday when the boys were abducted by their father, who was forty years old at the time, which is our age ish like, now. Oh my gosh, that is... Yep. Yep. wild. It's hard to imagine. The only other sign of hope came sometime uh, that same year, nineteen ninety-eight, when a woman from Thunder Bay, Ontario called the police to anonymously report that she believes she knows the missing boys. She claimed that she was their babysitter and knew intimate details like the nickname of one of them, but the woman could not be found or contacted after she called in. And it wasn't until 19... did she call the police or Diana? She called the police. This woman called the police to report. And it wasn't until 1999, a full year later that the police actually gave the public this update. So that was a dead end, but at the same time gave Diana hope that her boys were in fact alive as she always believed. The tip contained enough private information that the police deemed it credible, so Gary and his three sons' last whereabouts were now Thunder Bay. Diana has never lost hope in finding her boys, and although Gary's family believe they have all died, Diana believes that they may have joined a cult-type group where they don't have much access to the outside world, which would explain why they haven't tried to contact contact their mother. Uh, She even met with the prime minister at the time, which was Stephen Harper, to discuss the issues of missing and exploited children, and she created the website missingkids.ca. She's never Mm. lost hope. So I did reference that website in my uh, show notes, and uh, all of their information is there. So that's it. That's all there is. They've never been... So still to this day. Yep, yep, yep. So it's still an open investigation. Adam would be turning 41 this year, Trevor 38, and Mitchell would be 32 years old.
1: Well, it's funny you... Not funny. It's a coincidence you... Do this story because isn't there in the news now a missing case from the states where there's a I can't even remember the name I of don't the know. but there was a missing girl. Oh, uh, yeah,
0: she's claiming to be her, yeah, yeah. And they're like
1: going through, yeah, I, it's I don't a know, fairly,
0: it's a fairly well known case, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: I don't know what the latest update is, but I had thought like the parents were open to DNA testing or whatnot, but mm-hmm. this individual was like I know nothing about my past past I have these small memories wow. there's no photos of my mother when she was pregnant when I ask about mm-hmm. my what's her I can't remember the name of the yeah should know. yeah it's, the, it's yeah I, I did hear something about right that now. yeah yeah. Yeah. But,
0: yeah wild so
1: like I d- has anything I was gonna say like when I was born, there was the Dana Bradley case, because mm-hmm. my middle name is Dana. My parents wanted to name me Dana, mm-hmm. but because it was happening around the same time, time, they didn't, so it's um, my middle name. Yeah. But I feel like th- every now, like, throughout my life, I've heard that case come back yeah, up in the news, yep. like, um,
0: you know, They're people. They're digging out the, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the yard or whatever. Yeah. Has
1: that not happened with... Because I feel yeah. like... I should probably know more than I do about this.
0: Yeah, I feel like you and I, if we asked enough people, probably have friends, mutual friends of these right. g- These guys. Um, but no, I haven't heard anything, and I scoured the internet to find answers and couldn't find anything. It's wild. And maybe it's because likely they left the province so there's no trace here there's nothing if they left immediately there'd be no more information to find here and unless someone else was some other you know jurisdiction was putting in the effort Mm -hmm. there I don't know if they would ever yeah Mm. anyway very interesting scary wild yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. um
1: okay moving on (laughs) (laughs) your turn Uh, oh where's my I got to open my notes here. Okay. So my, uh, today my song is not a, like from the province, but it's a folk song from England mm. that many people sing. You're going to know it. It's okay. a gray funnel line. Oh, yes, I do. Um, so I'm going to explain why I chose this song. So Newman Sound, the men's choir, I conducted a concert with Matthew Byrne this past fall, everyone's favorite folk singer. Mm-hmm. Um, and we sang this song with Matthew. But more recently, I was sent a recording of two MUN education professors. So M- MUN is our Memorial University of Newfoundland and Labrador. Um, their recording, it was by Jan and David Bewley, who are uh, friends and colleagues of mine, who, while they were on strike at Memorial University a few weeks ago, they changed the lyrics to the song, made it into a strike striking song, and had recorded it, and the tagline was, just one more day on the great Munfa line, and oh. Munfa being Memorial University of Newfoundland Faculty Association. Clever. So the Newman Sam Corster who actually sent me this recording of Jan and David said to me that it had brought back fond memories of our Matthew Byrne concert. Nice. So then during the whole month of February, the Grey funnel line was constantly on mm-hmm. loop in my head. Uh, hence, I had to share the earworm. So you are very welcome. Uh, Matthew has a really beautiful version of this song, which I'll share on our socials and in the description of our podcast. So here's a little bit about the tune. Cyril Tawney from Gosport, Hampshire, in southeast England, wrote the song over the course of a few years from 1953 to 1959, before he left the Royal Navy. So the title, The Grey Funnel Line, is referring to the Navy and it's equating the color of the ship's funnels, which are the um, tall, I'm, like I'm doing that. <laughs> I'm like, doing a signal here. Yeah, the smokestack or chimney or whatever. Um, so he's comparing that, which would have been on navy ships, to those of commercial shipping lines. So merchant ships had their own like house colors. I'm using quotation marks, mm-hmm. and they throughout like history I guess were marketed based on the funnel colors.
0: Oh. Interesting. So for
1: example, mm-hmm. the shipping line actually registered as Alfred Holt and Company was more widely known as the blue funnel line. Okay. Because I guess mm-hmm. they're the color, funnels yeah, identifiable. Were so when I was researching about ship funnels <laughs> You need to be <me> telling <laughs> the
0: tale here today Jen. I know, I know.
1: <laughs> I ended up down the rabbit hole and <laughs> came across some interesting facts straight from the good old Wikipedia. Okay. This was at the bottom of the Wikipedia site on ship funnels. In the late 19th and the first half of the 20th century, the number of funnels became associated with speed and reliability. So for this reason, a number of great liners carried additional false funnels.
0: Oh. That they
1: didn't need.
0: Oh. Because like. Yeah. Ooh, Looking uh, fancy. Right?
1: The false funnels did have more uses than simply adding aesthetic So here are some interesting kind of little, yes, of these false fake funnels. A stoker who survived the sinking of the Titanic escaped the boiler, escaped the boiler room by ascending the false funnel.
0: Yes, bye.
1: I mean, according to Wikipedia, I don't know. The art funnel of Normandy housed the passengers' dog kennels. So sometimes ships held dog kennels. And... Disney Cruise Line's Disney Magic, their forward funnel, plays host to teens-only
0: club. Uh, Was I on? No, I think I was on the Disney Dream. Okay. Disney Magic.
1: Makes sense, though. Right? Fake funnels. Yeah. Interesting. Didn't know. Went down the rabbit hole. So back to the song. Okay. (laughs) So this is a quote from Cyril talking about the song. This was the last song I wrote before I left the Royal Navy in 1959. The gray funnel line is the sailor's nickname for the Royal Navy, just as if it were another, you know, ship line. Mm -hmm. It's a straightforward song about a sailor leaving home and the loved one. He's extremely fed up with the senior service and he'd rather be outside, but he has to go away yet again. On occasions like this, I think the close of the first day out, as the sun is setting, is the time when we're most vulnerable to nostalgia. There's a shanty with the refrain, rock and roll me over for one more day. And this gave me the idea for my own refrain, here's one more day, mm-hmm. on the gray funnel line. Mm-hmm. Uh, something interesting that I read about this song was about how it was written Uh, Cyril didn't often write down the words to his own songs and he thought that if he himself couldn't remember uh, them without writing them down, that the words weren't memorable enough to, Uh I guess, include in the song. Um, He admits, though, that this was a foolish notion (laughs) uh, because he almost lost the words to a verse of this song in the Gray Funnel line. His friend and fellow folk singer Lou K-I-L-E-N Killin'? Killin'. Tape recorded him once at his home singing this song, The Grey Funnel Line, among others that Cyril had written. Um, so, years later, in 1962, Lou sang The Grey Funnel Line at an informal Christmas party that both Cyril and Lou were attending. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Cyril hears Lou sing this song and thought the third verse was rather attractive, comparing the lover's heart with a floating spar that had been washed ashore. So Cyril, thinking it was the very first time he ever heard it, goes up to Lou and is like, congratulations on that wicked old verse. Good
0: addition. Yeah. Like,
1: bravo. And I think when I was reading it, was like Lou didn't have experience in writing songs mm-hmm. or, or you know that kind of thing. So he was mighty impressed, like, thank you for Go adding on. this beautiful yeah. verse to my song. Anyway, Lou said to him, I didn't write that, you did. So Lou had actually ta- when he taped him number of years previous um Cyril forgot he wrote this beautiful verse. And so then he ended up Cyril ended up learning the verse that he had written yeah. and Lou reminded him of and then actually added it to his own performance of the song.
0: Interesting. So I
1: had not from what I know of the song I had not known this like verse I was just yeah. talking about. So um in the version I'm singing for you, it's not included, but I wanted to read it to you. So this is the verse that Cyril didn't realize he actually wrote. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's funny. I know.
1: This uh, there was a time my heart was free, like a floating spar on the open sea, but now the spar is washed ashore. It comes to rest at my real love's door.
0: Here's one more to end the gray line. So, if you well, not if you, but. Just to give you a description now, Jen is very animated this whole time. <laughs> She's like speaking with her hands and like showy. <laughs> There's animation and you'd be entertained if you were sitting here with me.
1: Oh, maybe we should do, I would never want to do this because I'd be too like,
0: hmm. but you know how some people record yeah. their podcasts and it's
1: like YouTube? Visual, yeah. You'd have to see us. They'll be like, no, we got to do that again. Yeah. Or... Yeah. I caught too close to the microphone.
0: <laughs> and then Cough. everyone would be like, thanks, but we don't we need don't any more of that.
1: that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, here
0: is uh, the gray funnel line
2: Don't mind the rain or the rolling sea. The weary nights never bothered me. But the saddest time in a sailor's day is to watch the sun as it fades away here's one more the sea she's still a prison for the likes of me but I'll give me wings like Noah's dove and I'll fly above her to the one I love here one more day on the gray funnel line. each time I look behind the screws I wish I had St. Peter's shoes. And sun down that water show And I'd sail the grave On a line no more Here's one more day They were only real. I'd cup my hands round that wooden wheel, and with all my heart I would swing her round, and I'd tell the boys that we're homeward. some machine until blue waters turn to green then I'll dance on down that water shore and I'll sail the grey. Just one more day on the gray line.
0: Wonderful job, thank you. Fallen line.
1: I'll tag Matthew
0: Burns. Jen's <laughs> throwing out the peace signs with her fingers. <laughs> Much better than me, but it's a catchy Lovely. tune. Yeah. Yeah, I'm familiar with that too, but the Matthew Byrne version. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so another one done. Um, Join Pickleball is the moral Pickleball. of this podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we do have more, I was going to say, I don't know what I was going to say, issues, episodes. That's <laughs> the word. <We> have more, <laughs> <issues>. more volumes, <laughs> more episodes in the works for the near future. So stick around. There'll be more to come. And thanks for listening. Have a great week. Peace out. Bye. Bye. Our
1: theme song is McAlpine's Crew by Matthew Byrne. Thanks to Matthew for allowing us to
0: use it. You can learn more about Matthew and his music at matthewbyrne.net. You can find Tales, Tunes, and Towtons on the following platforms. Facebook and Instagram at Tales, Tunes, and Toutons. TikTok at Tales, Tunes, Toutans. And Twitter at Tales, Tunes, Pod, and L to get in touch with us, send an email to talestunstowntons at gmail.com. And last but not least, please subscribe to this podcast on your favorite listening platform. And don't forget to rate us and leave a review so we can continue to grow.